You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. You just skipped right over Thanksgiving. We're not there yet, Tyler. You just went straight to the Holly Jolly Christmas voice. Use your so, do it again. Do it again with the Thanksgiving voice. Hi everyone, welcome to What the Folklore, <sighs> making the, sense of senseless tales. It's not a Thanksgiving voice. I don't. I don't feel thankful listening to that. <laughs> it's the tryptophan <laughs> from the turkey that makes me sleep. Turkey. That's a, it's actually a myth. That turkey, turkey makes a myth? you that makes you tryptophan is in turkey and it makes you sleepy. I well, like the idea that turkey's a myth. <laughs> um, I mean, they're just big, weird chickens. I've never seen one. I've only seen big, weird chickens. Yeah, so explain that. Like, maybe maybe it is all just big, weird chickens, and nobody can do anything about it. <laughs> I'm the crime weaver, Tyler. Um, I'm... And Gordy. I am thankful for... Get back to me. <laughs> good, good start. Um, I'm I'm kind of dipping back to the last holiday, but I'm Gordy, the most obscure Halloween costume, because we're recording this right before Thanksgiving, and I feel like that's kind of <laughs> kind of maybe going to be my experience over the next few days. Um, now, did you mean to say Thanksgiving, or have we just incepted you? Um, yeah, you know, whatever I said, I'll probably go with it. Did I say Thanksgiving costume? You did. Yeah, we'll say Thanksgiving costume. There should be more of those. That I, would make I meant Thanksgiving Halloween a much costume, more. but I like it better. This that, would, way. that would bridge the gap between Thanksgiving and the other holidays. All right, we're back in not spooky times. Mm-mm. I think one of the spookiest things we did last week was uh, you two were the nameless ones. Yeah. The majority of the show. <laughs> we... <laughs> We were so concerned with being spooky that we didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> who needs to? They know who we are. If you don't, nah, they do. If you don't go back and listen to another one, it's probably on there. Yeah, if you don't wait a week, we'll be back. We'll probably figure it out. What What do we do when we're not spooking the pants off of people? Uh, as is normally the case, I feel like what we regularly read is spookier than what we read in the spooky months. <laughs> <laughs> I am often more disturbed by the regular folk tales you read than the stuff that is handpicked for spook lore. And Ty- Tyler has has hinted at what we're going to do, which is read a, a, a weird old folk tale or fairy tale and then talk about it. Submitted by a listener. Submitted by submitted by a listener, and we're gonna we're just gonna fix it right up. And thankfully, Gordy and I have never read a fairy tale in our lives. I think I've read, what, one that you had heard before? One of you had heard before in its entirety? I think it's come up once, yes. In over 200 episodes. Yep. Um, a lot of these I'd never read before, so good job, listeners. Uh, today, originally I had, I think before the spook lore, I, I hinted that I had like a giant 
two-parter episode to lead us into the next level of the season. But guys, it's late. It is. Yes. We're not doing that. <laughs> we got a bonus to record for our $10 patrons, which you can join on Patreon to hear secret other episodes. So uh, instead, we're going to do the opposite of that, which is two short tales smashed together. Okay. Great. Uh, are they and, are they at all related? Well, they're both from Russia, are which I actually didn't like pay similar? attention to until this very moment. So that was uh, serendipitous. They just happened to be both short enough to fit together, and I looked at them at the same like period of time. So are we doing? Well, there you go. Are we doing two separate stories or one story that's both of them? Two squished? separate stories, uh, but they are the as- length of one story. Together, they make the length of one of our shorter stories. So today we will be reading Marichka, which is a Roma tale suggested by Jenna, beloved nuisance of the show, and The Heron and the Crane, which is a Russian tale suggested by Merzi. Mm, thank you. Thank you. But which will we read first, and how do we drag this out? Since I am taking all other choice away from you, I suppose the two of you can use an absurd metric for this decision. Um, uh, tell me, tell me what they would be in terms of food. Do it, do it like a menu. Mm-hmm. So I can see like, like what's, what's an amuse-bouche of what? Which, which one's the aperitif? Which what's one? What's the flavor profile of these stories? Tell me, tell me that. And then I can, and then I can figure out like what wine I pair with them and what kind of forks I bring out stuck into each one of them or whatever people do with big dinners like that. I don't know. I don't know that either of them are like a big dinner. They're both sort of like little snacks. Well, what? Well, tell tell it to me in snacks then. Uh, Marichka might be like one of those uh, lava cakes with the warm, gooey center that comes out. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I can't eat that. So skip that one. The heron and the crane is like a dish of pumpkin spice pizza with a side of sushi donuts. Can't eat that one either. I gotta skip both. <laughs> well, Gordy, more for me. I I can't I can't take part in either one of these. But you go ahead. Don't mind if I do. They both both got dairy in them. I am going to suggest that you eat dessert first. Which one of those was dessert? The first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay fine. I say this because the second one is a lot weirder, and I feel like we should end on a weird note. <laughs> Great. Okay. All right, so... Do Corey, you do you have, have a segment? No. Or, or is it dead? <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's totally dead. I'm just, I'm just, giving, it a, just giving it a rest. The it's boats, hibernating as yeah, the, the cold times went, come in. Went south for the winter. I'm giving it a little rest for now. Just a, a flock of flying boats in a V-shape. Yeah, off, in off the on the water together. Or flying, sure, why not? <laughs> like flying boats on the do. waves. Uh, I have a crime phrase, which is active. Uh, I, it is provided to me from the Discord, which, again, you can join for a dollar a month to tell me a secret phrase that I have to weave into the conversation without Gordy or Carmen noticing. We'll see how I do. You've gotten a lot better at this. It's we beginning do, to annoy me. We do also have an executive producer this week. Lay it on me. Uh, the executive producer this week is Kobiscat on the discord and Kobiscat is Arn thompson type 313 the magic flight classic thank you Mm -hmm. thank you Kobiscat 
Thank you. All right, let us begin with Marichka. This is a Roma tale from the uh, book Russian Gypsy Tales, because racism is alive and well. Uh, edited by James Riordan and suggested by Jenna, beloved nuisance of the show. Uh, so I have changed all the like references to gypsies as Roma or just like people, because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so in olden times, there was a, a Romani band or Roma band. I don't know exactly which one's correct, so feel free to yell at me. A band of folk were wandering around the land led by an old, wise and strong leader uh, who had a great hold over his people. All had to obey him or face swift retribution. What's he want him to do, though? I don't know. Wander, walk, jumping jacks, playing skateboard tricks, playing cool board games, playing cool borders three on the PlayStation. Yes, cool borders three. And you have to listen to him, or you're exiled. And I don't know the cheat codes of that one. I only had it on a demo disc. Uh, He happened to have a beautiful wife and a daughter whose name was Marichka. All the other men envied his strength, his wisdom, his power, and especially that hot wife. But they did not dare show him this envy. Uh, one particular because he didn't ask them to. No, they do what he tells them. It's absolute control. Uh, one particular fellow, however, who does not merit a name, I guess, uh, does not only envy him, but has fallen wildly in love, uh, meaning lust. Let's be real, with his wife. And he vowed that nothing would stand in his way. Uh, Mm. Way to what? Who knows? But nothing's going to stand there. Uh, No one knew of this love. He didn't talk to anybody about it. Uh, And he concealed it well. Except that the wife did notice the ardent gaze he'd give to her every now and then. Because she's probably clued in on this kind of thing as a survival mechanism. One would assume. Uh, She kept silent about it, though, not wanting to hurt her husband and fearing that he would punish this dude in a very violent manner. And why spill blood needlessly? We could use it for later. (laughs) You can always save it. Yeah, I guess. But, I, you know, nice to be thrifty about your your bloods. (laughs) Never know when you're going to need more. Yeah, no fridges in the folklore time, so it was a lot harder to save the blood. Uh, So for a long time, this young dude kept his feelings to himself. Uh, But finally, they boiled over. And so he lays in wait to kill the chief. I don't think it can be like a boiling feeling if you're going to do a very premeditated murder. Like, that's not a crime of passion if you're just laying in wait for him. Yeah. It's passion mm. over a very extended amount of time. <clears throat> it's passion you've really hung on to and kind of just kind of nursed. In the early morning before dawn, he hid behind the tree at the edge of the woods, and when he saw the leader come out, he leapt out and plunged a long knife into his heart. Ooh. I think if your passion lasts more than four hours, you need to consult the doctor. That's for sure true. If it's more more than four hours, it doesn't count anymore. (laughs) It's no longer passion. Four hours of passion, it's it's another kind of murder. Uh, So no one would have known of this murder. I I would assume that they would have at least found out that the murder happened, Uh, but no one would have known any of the details of it had not Marichka gone for water at exactly that early hour and had happened to glance toward the leafy oak and witness the deed done. She decides to keep her peace and not say anything about her dad's murder. Uh, Weird. I I mean, witness protection wasn't around in folklore times either, so... No, but he is the chief, and everyone except this one person listens to what he tells them to do yeah but they can't listen to him anymore because he is now a corpse unless and maybe there's not like a lot of love for him because it seemed like it was a a more mostly envy based emotions a lot of yeah 
<clears throat> um, so maybe maybe she just knows that like no one's gonna care, or they've just been waiting for this to happen. Right. So from that point on, the murderer becomes the leader somehow. I don't know what the laws of succession are here. And maybe he just tells everybody, "I'm the leader now." <laughs> look, yeah. just look at me. I am the captain now. Maybe it's playground rules here. What's the opposite of times? noses? Opposite of noses? Yeah. Like everyone everyone Feet. looks around to see where the chief is, and he already has his hand on his butt, which means he's chief now. That sounds right. Um, he wielded power over the people, and he forced the dead man's widow to become his wife. So maybe, like, I don't know. It, it would make more sense to me if it was, like, the other way around, where he forces her to, to become his wife, and that makes him leader. But I don't know what the rules are here. Well, it sounds like only leader gets to do forcing. That's true. So that's maybe an important it, first step. Maybe you just have to be the most forceful person. I mean, isn't that how it's been yeah. for a long time? Is like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Is like man who yells the loudest is in charge. The first to yell a command becomes leader. Yeah, it's not. I like. I don't love that. <laughs> if, if I'm honest. I think I think we as a group can do better now. So as uh, Marichka grew up, she became more beautiful and graceful and also <clears throat> full of thoughts of revenge, as many girls do as they grow older. <laughs> beautiful, graceful and vengeance. Uh, but she always appeared kind and gentle, especially around the new leader, because she didn't want to tip her hand and let him guess her secret that she knew about him. She was biding her time. But then as uh, she got a little older and a little hotter, she began to feel his creep-ass gaze start moving toward her. And she realizes, well, no time like the present. <laughs> gotta, gotta take care of this real, real fast. So one day he comes over and says in his creepiest voice that she needs to meet him at dawn within the forest, away from all the other people. Uh, they meet beneath the same oak tree at the very spot where her father died. And the douche canoe stretched out his arms to embrace her, and a terrible scream rent the still air as steel glinted in his breast. The end. Ooh, eh, okay. I was expecting more than that. Yeah, it does kind of just cut off at the um, cut moment. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> to Can the you ending? start over from the beginning? The whole the whole story. Yeah. Um, big leader, hot wife, jealous dude, wants wife. No, daughters. no, 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 no. I mean, like, what? she had a dream that her dad was holding a bowl of water, and then a sheep got sad. Oh, the whole, like, what the folklore. Yeah, we gotta start over. Oh, man. I forgot. I wasn't paying attention to half of that, so. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to our backlog, Tyler. We record these. You make an excellent point. I have some homework. Yep. So, we have a potential candidate for What did she use, though? Did she do Pardon? it? She did do it. She did the murder with the knife. But, mm. I don't know. It was, it was like the end of a samurai movie. Yeah, I don't know if it's a miracle that she has performed or just a standard vengeance murder. <laughs> no, they just call those murders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a lot of murder. Um, yeah, this isn't giving me like Church of the Knife um, vibes. That did not really, it didn't occur to me. I didn't get that feeling. Yeah, she doesn't I, have as the, I was listening the to it. She did she like she she did kill somebody, but that's not that's not enough. Anybody can kill somebody. Right. Like, she didn't have that kind of uh, blasé attitude about life. This was a cold, studied revenge thing. It did not have the robber girl cheer behind it. Yeah. Or the energy of a Scottish lady chucking a knife at a flying wizard. 
This is one of those stories that after it ends, I don't think whoever was telling it was thinking about the immediate next event. Right. Because or they or they I, were and they were like, that sounds hard. Right. Because yeah. I can't imagine here. like this is good enough. We can stop. I can't imagine she navigates this flawlessly. Well, I want to know how he got away with the the murder entirely. Like, do that? Did they just see that the chief was Jeff dead, and they're like, "Well, he was kind of a jerk. Let's not investigate. We don't maybe, care." Maybe this new man's campaign promise was to solve the murder mystery. And like all campaign prog- promises, it was forgotten in a sea of bullshit following. And every once in a while, people would ask him about it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm on it. I I got a clues yesterday. <laughs> I got a hot tip." Uh, it's a it's a fairly well structured story. Like there are not a lot of holes in it. Can we run through the tape a little bit on the ending? Yeah, we do need to do something about the ending. That is very abrupt. And just and just go like more. Like she she sees him and he's under the tree. Um, and then and then she and she goes up to him and she and she kisses him just a little bit and she kisses him with a knife. That sounds sufficiently horror. Can she wear him as a skin after? She's the leader now. And she now. is chief. Now she has the captain's teeth. <laughs> Can she wear him as a skin and convince everyone that she is him? Yes. Um, this is what Doubtfire style. Does she need the whole skin? Because that's going to get... Um, Squishy. It's just, just hard to wear after a bit. Do you think, like, is there a hat? I think if you get, like, the face and then the posture right, you're okay. Posture's half the battle. Posture, really posture, and just like the confidence. Like you carry a clipboard around, is what they say, and you have like a like the jacket or something and a pencil. You can just go wherever you want. <clears throat> you murder a dad or two every once in a while, and you just yell at everyone in the biggest voice possible, because that's how the leaders happen in every place. So yeah, I figured this one would be short, not only to tell but also to fix up, because its problem was largely the ending. And also this dude sucks, but he sucks in a way that's extremely normal and believable. Let's get weird now. Let's get weird. Give All right, me, so give this me is, the weird one. This is The Heron and the Crane. It is also from Russia. I am not certain of the original source, so it was sent to me as a PDF by Merzi. Uh, they say that uh, there are two versions of this story. One includes Owl, and one doesn't include Owl. And they sent us the one that includes Owl because reasons. Okay. Okay. What? How much? Ooh, owl. How much love does this story have? It depends on how you define love. Because it is from Russia. Yes, it has some. So it is with love and with owl. <laughs> from, uh, Russia from Russia with, Russia owl. with owl. I like from Russia with owl a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that Bond movie. I would. Yeah, I would watch that way faster. Make make that with an Adele opening. So I want to hear, hear Adele sing from Russia with Owl. I want to see a, a silhouette of Daniel Craig getting pecked to death by an owl <laughs> as Adele sings a song. Um, he ain't even the Bond anymore. It's a it's a new it's a it's a lady now, and, this and is, some piss heads are going to be real mad about that. This is what well, I'm saying: is you have to get rid of the old one, Gordy. Oh, so the, the, in the next movie, he'll get pecked to death by owls, and then, <laughs> and then the new, and then the new Bond comes in and solves the owl mystery. And right, she, an owl tamer, she she gets the she has got the glove, and the owl perches on the glove, and she just winks at the she camera just, and says, "Jane Bond." She just owns like some gloves and a big coat, and she's fine. The owls can't get to her. 
<laughs> Dan- Daniel Craig with his with his not his three piece not... suit and his stupid watch. I know with his suits it didn't protect him from the owls, did it? All that time spent worrying about bullets and bombs, and in the end, it was thousands of owls. Are, All that time with his junk hanging out of the torture chair, just waiting for owls. I I know. Are you too ready to go to Russia with Owl? Yes. Yeah. Once was an owl, a merry fowl. She flew and flew, then sat a while, span her tail, looked around, flew and flew, then sat a while. She span her tail, looked around, then flew and flew. Who I've invited Seuss? <laughs> I've rhymed my this rhyme. This is a Seuss-free zone. I've rhymed my rhyme. So now it's time. High time, indeed, to tell my tale. You're still rhyming. I'm just starting, guys. I just um, had to, like, I had to get into story mode. Um, if someone comes up to me and starts doing this, that's assault if I didn't give them permission. <laughs> Listen, in this house, star-bellied sneeches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Seuss-free zone. <laughs> Fine. That's the end of the rhyming part. <laughs> For whatever reason, some stories, some versions of the story cut that. Who knows why? The crane and the heron lived in a bog, and they built their huts at opposite ends of it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the are crane gonna, found it. Are they going to have a butter battle? Because I swear to God. That's, that <laughs> this is, is a bridge. This is a Seuss-free zone. A bridge too far if they start shooting butter at each other. We already did a whole Seuss thing in, in one of our episodes, so I don't think you can claim that, Tyler. I was under duress. Which is how I spell Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dur- I pronounce it duress. <clears throat> uh, the crane started to find it lonely on his own and decided to marry. Because that's how you solve loneliness is with a legally binding lifelong ceremony. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't work, have a kid. Make it worse. <laughs> and then make that legally binding lifelong ceremony into a long Legally separating battle. Da-da-da-da-double down. <laughs> Mario Kart's divorce double down. <laughs> What's that? Fight, fight that for custody over Toad with Peach. Is da-da-da-da-double down my secret phrase? Yeah. No. Aw, oh, damn. Uh, so he that decides... was just off the da-da-da-da-dome. <laughs> uh, he decides to choose the heron as wife because she's a lot like him. She has a long nose and long legs, and that's all you need to know. Even though they live opposite each other? They do live opposite ends of the, the town, the bog town. What kind of dogs do they have? Uh, Probably none dogs. They, Maybe they, a catfish. They got a couple of pongos. Why can't they have dogs? Because most dogs are bigger than bird, even what, big bird. What mm. dogs look like bird? What dogs look like bird? Yeah. Uh, Salukis? They have those. I mean, bird yeah. dogs do. Bird dogs look at bird. But not necessarily like no. bird. Well, okay. okay. I think Gordy meant dog birds. I, I I can't remember which is which. I mean, I mean the 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 dogs that have a little bit of bird in them from like way that's, back in their lineages. That's a dog bird. Dog bird instead of a bird. See, I can yeah, I can never remember that. I mean, I mean dog bird. They probably have some dog birds. They got like it's like it feels like feathers, but it's fur. But also, they do have wings. And also, they do bacock. <laughs> they do. They do. Instead of barking at you or making like the good doggy sounds, they do caw at you. <laughs> well, bacock, I believe he said. I mean, every every dog owner interprets their boof a different way. And some dogs have many different boofs 
or mm-hmm. a ruse. Some are because. Is because your secret phrase? No. Damn it. But can you start over? Because I wasn't paying attention again. Uh, the crane's trying to marry. And oh, right. I wasn't, There's a I wasn't paying attention, your phrase. No. Okay. I'm just going to throw out all three and be done with it. Gordy, <laughs> it's on you. Still still watching. Um, <laughs> like a hawk. My a alarm bird, hasn't gone a, off yet. Like a dog hawk. I mean, a hawk dog. <laughs> a hawk dog. <laughs> Hawkman and Hawk Girl's trusted love, friend. Love to throw a couple of hawk dogs on the grill. <laughs> get some ketchup on get those hawk dogs. Get out there with my buds. Get out there with your bud Zuck. <laughs> my, 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 my good buddy Zuck. Talk about how good the meat is. You gotta cue those hawk dogs. Oh boy, it really does hurt to look at and think about. Man, if anyone can turn these stories into a full-length episode, it's you two. <laughs> I mean, is that cue those... Um, Cue, you gotta cue those hawk dogs with some sweet bubba bays. Sweet what? <laughs> what, did, what I, okay, I don't. I, stepping, I'm stepping outside of the goof for a second. I, I generally don't know what that was. I said sweet bubba bays. I still, I can't even parse what you're saying. What is this? <laughs> Gordy, call him out. Um, no, I no, I want to understand what the words are first. Sweet. Yes. You got that one. Yeah, I got sweet. Bubba. Bubba. Bays. Bays? Can you spell this for me? Oh, you could spell it any number uh, any number of ways. Okay, is that is that the secret I, phrase? I feel like I'm starting to stroke. Whatever whatever <laughs> trash that was, is it the secret phrase? It was not. Wow, okay. <laughs> no. We're getting bad at this. Alright, so the heron is his choice for wife because long nose and long legs. As good a reason as any to get married, I guess. That's what I'm so looking for. The crane, actually, yeah, that is kind of my type. Uh, the crane waded five miles through a bog to the heron's hut and asked if she was at home. She says yes. He says, marry me. Her? Yeah, he says that to her. Are you home? Yeah, marry me. Carmen. Yeah? In honor of fairness, you did have some of my secret phrase in one of your guesses if only i could remember it was uh, a partial correct answer again uh i think it's the one about him not paying attention okay well if i could remember the rest of it i'd guess it but i don't i'm sorry can you repeat that i wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. can i repeat what sweet bubble bass uh no i'm not guessing it yet i'm gonna i'm gonna build the suspense um all right so he says, marry me. And she says, uh, no, because who I don't know what kind of approach that is. Um, <laughs> just, uh, Caught me a little flat footed. <laughs> yeah, like, um, hi, stranger from across the way. That was uh, a bird joke. You're aggressive tonight. <laughs> I just didn't, I don't you think you appreciated. <laughs> I don't think you appreciated my good bird joke about being flat footed. It's true, I did not. You should eat not pizza before recording. It it makes you angry. <laughs> it fills you with aggression. Um, so she says, no, I'm, I'm not going to marry you. Uh, but not because of his like method of proposing, which is very abrupt and direct and doesn't involve buying dinner first. Uh, she says, you have long legs and your coat is too short. You fly badly and you won't be able to provide for me. Damn. Go away, spindle shanks. Damn. Cold. A harsh burning down of this thing's whole vibe. You fly badly is the worst thing you could say to a bird. Yeah. Because that's all they have. That's why penguins are so self-conscious that they have to like 
huddle in a pile through the winter. Of each other. Yes, just holding each other. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you can't fly. I can't fly either. Let's just stay here in this blizzard where we deserve to be. Brothers, stiff upper lips. Morgan Freeman's watching. (laughs) Don't let him see you cry. You cradle that egg like like it'll be the first of us to touch air. <laughs> Cradle it like you, you'll carry it to the Wimbus one day. Uh, so hanging his head, the crane went home, having been insulted in the worst way a bird could possibly be. Has anybody done Icarus but with penguins? Not to my knowledge. All right, TMTM, new animated movie. Cool, cool, cool. It's um, literally called Icarus but penguins. <laughs> Pancarus. <laughs> Pebble and the Picarus. <laughs> uh, after the, the crane left, the heron had some second thoughts about this whole situation, realizing that she was also lonely. And maybe marriage was better than, like, I don't know, living with your thoughts. And she should just marry the crane after all. So she walks the five miles across the bog to his house and says, Crane, <laughs> take me to wife. And he says, no, you're no good to me. I don't want to do that. Be off with you. Because I guess he's still very hurt about the the fly badly comment. Strong foundation for any relationship. So she wept with shame and went home. Then the crane thought about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, I did a wrong. Still very lonely. He would walk five more bog miles. (laughs) And she would walk five (laughs) bog miles more. (laughs) Just to keep nagging on each other all day. Why? It's why men march. Men march. Men march to me- to neg there, Gordy. That- yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a men's rights march <laughs> slogan or something. I don't know. Men march to neg. Um, all right, so I'm still lonely. I'll go marry her now. We'll just take care of this real quick. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the heron and he says, hey, I've decided, yes, marriage, come be my wife. And she says, no, no, I won't. So he goes home. She thinks better of it. She says, why did I refuse him? I it's think, not fun. I think I figured out how to solve this one. <laughs> Is it bullets? No. <laughs> That's too cruel, even for me. <laughs> what is the uh, solution? Maybe their houses are two miles apart. <laughs> Just like let them have the revelation a little bit earlier before the other ones had time to turn around on it completely. Yeah, we we need to lessen the reaction time. So she says, well, why did I refuse? It's not fun living alone. She goes to ask him and he refuses. And so this goes on and on and is still going to this very day. And each of them. Morgan Freeman decided to film it. <laughs> Each of them keeps proposing marriage, but they aren't married yet. The end. Who wanted me to know this? <laughs> who who wrote this Mar- and told other people? And why did they keep saying it? Well, that's why Marzi sent it in. Because these birds are very anger-inducing birds. No one learns anything. I guess this is a tragic hero situation. It's a farce. It's a tragic farce. It's a British farce. <laughs> They just keep walking through doors and mistaken, just having misunderstandings and mishaps. I mean, that is a sitcom. That That is all of Seinfeld. People walking through doors having misunderstandings and mishaps. <laughs> we we could get 600 episodes out of this. You did, uh, you did trouble- yeah. I'd watch this yeah. sitcom, I think. Would you? Because it sounds like one episode. We need to figure out know. a way to I'd like... I'd a couple. 
we gotta mix up the conflict i bet i bet like this is one that really picks up around season three and if you can just like get through the first couple seasons it's really worth it so the first couple seasons are just the two of them going back and forth through the bog and asking each other to marry each other and uh refusing but in season three there's a twist Riker grows his beard is this just uh, the first draft of that Proclaimer song? Is, I'm still sorry, wondering who sorry, wrote what? this and why. Oh, you, you think this was the original? These are the original lyrics. Yeah. And they decided maybe this is a little bit too much. Let's just let's just do the part about walking. It's a little high concept. Instead yeah, of let's, birds, let's make it about people. And now that cars are happening, five miles is not that big a deal. You don't not really impressive. Have to, yeah, you don't really have to. Walking five miles is also not and that even, much. Yeah, even before, like a five mile walk was an afternoon. Children do it. Every day. In snow. Uphill. Both Both ways. ways. Running away from birds. That's the life of a child. How do we thematically link these two stories together? Oh, that's a fun game. That's our new job. (laughs) Take take the, uh, the dark murder story and the sitcom bird marriage story. Because they are from the same place, and every story from the same place is the same thing. Correct. This I know. Every location gets one story they can tell, and they can embellish it in any other ways they want. You can change them into birds. That's fine. It's still the same story. This is like um, knifing each other in the heart over and over again. Five miles apart. Right. The house is the tree. The words are the knife. The crane is the hug. Sometimes. And sometimes he is the knife. And the heron is the hug. Makes you think. Gordy, are you thinking? I'm thinking. See? It sounds like a conversation you'd have on Letter Kenny. <laughs> um, so that's that's probably been what the folklore, right? Do we have any other like heron crane conflict to like flesh this out into a sitcom? I, or are we just gonna like write it for the bucks and when the ratings go down, cash out? I can't think of any other herons or cranes in a story, much less conflict between them. What if they had a quirky neighbor that they both told their problems to, but who was an idiot and made them worse? But also, in season three, they both fall in love with the quirky neighbor, and the problem begins afresh. Mm. Where they have to propose marriage, both of them, to the quirky neighbor, who is an idiot, and leads both of them on. And then it ends with the climactic double wedding, where they're both trying to marry the, the quirky neighbor who was just trying to help his friends and making it worse by agreeing to marry both of them. And season four, they're all in a coma. And it's Uh, just a still image of three birds in different doctor beds. (laughs) Because we didn't think we were going to get a season four. And it caught us flat-footed. Like a bird. Like a bird always is. (laughs) And in, and in season five, they're all they're all married and in a house and yelling Dabra at each other. And that's just where Raymond picks up. And we <laughs> get to claim that we made Raymond. Yep. Why hasn't anybody tried that before? <laughs> just making a prequel to a popular sitcom series right. and claiming that now you own the sitcom series. Your last episode is some other show's first episode. And then you get to say, that's mine now. Wouldn't that be a fun twist, though? That's like, my if you- canon. If you very subtly started hinting toward that other sitcom, but you, nothing is explicit until the very end when you just claim that. When one character turns to another and says, right, Chandler? Roll credits. Friends begins. 
Clap, 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 clap. How much would the rights to the pilot episode of a sitcom from 20 years ago possibly be? Depends on if Disney owns it. That's true. What doesn't Disney own anymore? Aside from us, because... Just us, I think. (laughs) We're the the last holdouts. (laughs) (laughs) We insulted them too much too often, and not in a way that could be construed as a quirky... Uh, self self jab like all the references in Frozen and Moana. So and anyway, that's probably been what the folklore. Yeah, we we don't fix this one. Uh, so thank you, Jenna and Merzi, for submitting these stories to us. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Kobuscat, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, thank you. Are you all looking up Twitter, first. or should I should I reveal my secret phrase? Uh, oh, I'm gonna guess the the one that I said I was waiting on. <laughs> Um, the one that I gave you. To build, wow, you you got it tension. right, Gordy. Yeah, see, got you this <laughs> time. Was that? I it? almost, I almost did it. Also, what you, was it? You got it. It was, <laughs> it was. Wait, I wasn't paying attention. Can you start over from the beginning? And then bonus points if I manage to then clarify that the beginning is the first episode. Nice, um, nicely done. Now you, now you double dipped on that one. I did. You went. And that you, you that was my out, hubris. You got it out once, and then you went back for a second one, which I noticed. <clears throat> I, I poked my little gopher head out again, and I got snipped. Um, thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about us or following us, like Olivia G, like Lore and Legend, Tales from Our Mythic Past, uh, like Squirrel, several emojis, uh, like Hope, Hope. Busack, like Tiffany Tyler. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show, providing us crime phrases, giving us mental health advice, uh, and keeping us generally put together and human. And thank you to our top tier patrons Maya, Funky Little Strawberry, Izzy, Dave spelled with a D, Help, Rachel, I'm Trapped in a Podcast, Spooks Cat, Spaghetto Wishes, They Had Bogo Money, Suddenly, 37 Lemurs. Angela, Cole, who will catch Tyler and destroy Kevin. Caitlin, Riley, Glutton of All the Foods. Alex, Little Smorgasbord. Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye. Kelty, Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste. Allie, McGregor, Nathan the Scott. Yahweh, Yahweh, Link, April, DPRCM. The Day Dude, Pyrus, High Lustus of Wimbus. Grace, Ambassador of the Good Wimbus Very Fast Incorporated. Snufkin with Knife for President 2020. Jeremiah, WT Folklore, but Gordy's been replaced by his morally ambiguous twin. Haley, Spoopum's month is done. We return to you to the normal Tim and po- ah, the normal Tim in progress. Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, Heather, Hi, Meow, Lady of the Cult of Cricket. Oh, so close to getting that out smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Trick me up there, Tim. You got me again. Someday. One day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank, thank you, Doug. Doug. That's folklore, baby. That's folklore, baby. Or what the folklore? That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.